0: Hello, everybody. This is Captain Kevin Lanier, and welcome to Fish On. Uh, I am owner-operator of KC Sport Fishing Charter out of Mexico Beach, Florida, uh, near Port St. Joe, and uh, coming to you this morning from the big metropolis of Wee Wahichka, Florida. Uh, Weather kind of kept us tied to the dock for the last uh, couple of days well, we tried to head out this morning and met more of the same. So uh, we had to come back in and regroup and get ready for another day. Uh, but fishing has been uh, off the charts. Um, the red snapper bite has been absolutely insane. Um, so those of you who are looking forward to this weekend's opener uh, for recreational red snapper season should not be disappointed uh, we all keep our fingers crossed for good weather. Uh, this weekend is actually the Golly Whopper Snapper Grouper Tournament, uh, annual tournament that occurs every year in Mexico Beach, uh, and we all look forward to it. Uh, great time um, for everybody involved. So if you want to be involved in that, uh, you can find it on um, Facebook, um, Golly Whopper. And for those of you who don't know what that means, that means really Big, So um, that we're looking forward to that. Great for the community. Great uh, camaraderie with all the fishing community. Uh, but red snapper fishing has been absolutely wonderful. Um, it doesn't really matter what you put down there. Once you find them, they will bite. And um, don't stick yourself to the bottom all the time. Uh, we've been catching uh, fish um, so high up in the water column that you can see them. Uh, We've been chumming them up, uh, especially when we've got a really good spot and uh, having a really good time. uh, Hooking a Red Snapper on light gear with no weight uh, really makes an incredible battle. Uh, Red Snapper do not give up. They don't give up even when they get to the boat. So unlike the lazy grouper who will give up uh, 12 to 15 feet off the bottom, Red Snapper will fight you all the way to the end. So... Uh, we've been using a lot of cigar minnows, a lot of uh, Spanish sardines, uh, Boston mackerel. All those are working really well. Uh, put that in the water um, <clears throat> and hang on because it's just a matter of uh, finding the fish. Uh, we did have a couple days um, that uh, a little tougher, but I think that had to do with pending weather changes and uh, barometer changes. Uh, made the bite a little bit tougher, uh, but still we wound up getting our red snapper and um, coming back in for a good day of uh, fishing. Uh, and don't necessarily think you've got to go uh, 30, 40 miles out to catch them. <clears throat> Here lately, we've been um, inside of that. Uh, actually, we caught <coughs> largest red snapper of the year. Uh, actually, the largest red snapper we've caught is a charter uh, in 98 feet of water. So that's not terribly far out when you start to venture. Uh, so do that. Uh Remember, good hooks, uh, put your good hooks on, your good leader, and uh, don't mess around with phrase. We have lost some fish to where we should have changed that leader one fish sooner. So keep uh, updating that. Uh, leaders and hooks are cheap. Uh, these fish are uh, absolutely priceless at times. Uh, grouper bite has been uh, just as good. Uh, you find a pocket of grouper, you're going to catch them if you put the right baits down there. Uh, But I cannot emphasize enough live bait for those grouper. Uh, Get that live bait down there, pinfish, grunts. And I try to stay, you know, if at all possible, uh, the length of my hand, from the tip of my finger to my wrist. Uh, Those are, in my ideal uh, mind, the uh, right baits. Uh, I call them one bites. If a fish can grab that bait in one gulp, uh, most times you're going to get him because he's not going to let go. <clears throat> so, those grouper have been aggressive. Uh, they've been uh, biting really well. Um, I've told you guys before when I'm uh, targeting grouper, my leaders are about six to eight feet long. Uh, you can go down a little bit shorter for red snapper. But um, we've also been using some Johnny jigs, slow pitch jigs. Uh, love my guys down there in Pompano Beach. Uh, they've got a great product. And uh, use one of those, especially you guys that are getting older and don't like to fish a high-speed jig. Uh, those uh, those jigs are the bomb, and uh, I'm catching fish on those. And some days when the drifts are slow and you know the fish are there, I've dropped one of the jigs down and uh, actually got the bite started on all the other rods as well. So good things to remember. Uh, inshore flounder fishing has been uh, still good. Uh, people are catching a lot of flounder around the area, especially along any canals or um, any shoreline. Uh, the flounder bite has run real good. Uh, our deckhand uh, Morgan out uh, gigging flounder the other day. Got a real nice batch of uh, flounder. And Sydney has, uh, she got a 24 incher the other day on our days off. So uh, they're around uh pompano and things like that have kind of moved on it's uh their time of year has come and gone um so we'll look forward to them being back in the fall and next spring but right now offshore is the place to go uh there are some redfish in the bay here at port st joe um get up there on the flats and uh throw your spoons throw your shrimp and get out there and catch them as well so A lot of fun things going on around here. I have to tell you a funny story, though, before we get into our topic for today. Um, This goes out to all of you that have grandchildren. Uh, I get to share one of my experiences from this week. Um, Have you ever gone to visit your grandchildren and wound up coming home with far more than you bargained for? Well, I got to do that this week, and uh, I did not realize that My body could do those kind of things Uh, when we got home. uh, It was a miserable day and a half. Got to love those little viruses that uh, those little ones carry around at times. But I knew every one of you that have grandkids or kids would appreciate that story. So needless to say, I'm still in the recovery mode at this time, and hopefully life will be back to normal here in another day wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, rigging that boat we bought. Uh, we've talked about uh, buying a boat and what you're looking for and those kind of things. But I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what am I going to put on the boat when I have it. Uh, we've also talked over uh, in the past electronics and uh, the different type of electronics are out there. But I think there's a few things that people tend to overlook Um, and just kind of let go by the wayside because it's just part of the uh, equipping the boat. But in my opinion, there's a number of things that uh, I think you should do a little bit more than is required of you, uh, and especially when it comes to the safety portion. Um, Every boat out there uh, should have an anchor of some sort. And the things I talk about are mainly focused on offshore fishing, But uh, you guys that head offshore, uh, you need a good anchor. Uh, One of the things that you need that for is if you get in trouble uh, and you need to stop the drift, things like that, you have an anchor that you can throw out, and uh, it will keep you steady. Um, But, you know, there's a couple types of anchors out there. There's the Danforth anchor, which has the flukes that move. And then there's a delta anchor that's more of a plow anchor. Uh that delta anchor is designed more for sandy bottoms. And that uh Danforth anchor is designed a little more for structure bottoms or reefs or that area like that. Uh the Danforth will work either way. I think the Delta is strictly a um a sand type anchor. But uh one rule of thumb I use and I've read this a number of different places is you're wanting a three-to-one anchor rope length. So if you're going to anchor in a 100 feet of water, you need to put out 300 feet of rope. Uh, Make sure the rope you're using is of the right diameter and strength for the size of your boat. And another good rule of thumb is uh, chain with that anchor. Uh, I use the length of my boat as a measure for the chain. So if I've got a 32-foot boat, I've got 32 feet of chain before we even start uh, into that anchor rope. And the important part of that is is that uh, anchor chain will keep uh, the pull on that anchor from the direction it should be, which is straight along the bottom. So as you're looking to buy an anchor, uh, you know, You're going to get some standard stuff that comes in your boat, but it's always a good upgrade for those of you guys who like to anchor on the beach. Having a second anchor to throw out the stern on the beach is also a good idea, but uh, get you a quality anchor and rope and chain to make sure that you're okay. Um, Safety-wise, the Coast Guard has a list of required um, safety items for every vessel, depending on the length. And you also need to keep in mind, depending on the type of fishing and what you're planning to do. Uh, One of the things that uh, they talk about with safety is your flares. Um, Every boat is required to have flares uh, that is going to operate offshore. Uh, But one thing I highly recommend is spend some money and buy uh, a few parachute flares. And the reason I say that is that parachute will, flare will go up to about a thousand feet and slowly descend while it is lit up, whereas a gun-type flare will pop and be gone in probably less than a minute. Uh, so unless somebody's looking directly at you when you shoot that flare, odds are good it will never be seen. So the parachute flares are expensive, but trust me, three years um, of life in them, they're well worth the money. Uh, there's also some new products out there uh, on the market. There is an electronic uh, light beacon uh, that is Coast Guard approved now is one of your daytime signaling and nighttime signaling. So keep that in mind. Uh, these safety things, guys, you do not want to skimp on what you have on your boat. Um, worst thing in the world to do is try to explain to people why you didn't have uh, some better equipment on that boat when something happens. Uh, those things are really important. Those things are the things that are going to help someone find you. I mean, your radio has got a, um, a uh, panic button or a man overboard button. Uh, most of your electronics nowadays do as well. But uh, just make sure you've also got a really good operating radio that has GPS on it. Uh, with the new NEMA 2000 networks, uh, the GPS stuff works really great. Uh, first aid kits. Look at your first aid kits. Uh, one thing I add to the first aid kit immediately is a pair of forceps. And if you have never tried to pull a uh, fin out of someone's hand or leg or got a hold of a hook and tried to get it out, uh, that is a absolute necessity to every uh, first aid kit. Uh, lots of antiseptic, lots of bandages things like that, Uh, the ice packs that you can, uh, the cold packs that you can pop and uh, get an instant ice or instant cold is the way to go. Uh, You need to have those. You need to have those more than you need to have some of the other things that are included in there. I also keep an EpiPen on the boat uh, in case somebody has an allergic reaction that we're uh, we're not aware of or something happens, so we've got that. Um, Life jackets. Every boat is required to have life jackets. Upgrade those life jackets. If you have inflatable life jackets, they only count if you have them on your body. So, you know, if you're a lake boater and you're close to shore, then it's all right to go with what um, comes with the boat. But if you're headed offshore, you need uh, quality life jackets in case you have to spend some time on the water. Uh, make sure you've got a good toolkit, emergency repair tape, things like that to help you make minor repairs while you're offshore, or mainly to plug holes. When uh, hoses pop or something happens and you take on water, you need a way to stop that. So, those are your really important upgrades that you need to make as far as buying safety equipment and things like that. Um, you know, don't skimp on the things that are going to save your life because there's nothing worse than trying to explain to someone why you didn't have stuff that you needed on the boat to protect you and your life. So, But that's it for this episode. I just want to thank you for joining me. Uh, Like us. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to send us your suggestions to kcsportfishing.com slash podcast. Give us suggestions for different shows. Find us on Facebook instagram and youtube we're always out there trying to put the word out about fishing and everything that's going on in the fishing world so until next time have great fishing and we'll talk to you soon